Well, hello everybody, it's lovely to see you all here. Uh, not that I can see any of you, but there you go. Um, welcome to our carol concert, uh, not concert, our carol service tonight. Um, this is going to be a fairly traditional um, service, so things will appear unannounced. Uh, Christopher's going to be reading uh, passages from the Bible, from Scripture, to tell the story of Christmas. And we're going to pray after each reading. The readers for the prayers will come up and pray and lead us in prayer. And, uh, and then we'll sing a song. Um, so uh, it should all run smoothly without anyone being introduced. Um, sit back, enjoy, and uh, sing your hearts out in praise to our God today. We're going to start by singing, O Holy Night. So please stand if you can and let's sing together our holy nights. Oh, my God. 
seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Let us pray. Father, through all the ages you have called your people from darkness into light, making their gladness greater and their joy increase. As we celebrate a child born for us, a son given to us, make the light of Christ bright in our own hearts, that we may once more bring peace and reconciliation to our families, our communities, and to our world. <coughs> Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. <coughs> Let's join in singing once in Royal David City. Oh, 
left her. Mm. Let us pray. Mm. Father, <coughs> opening her heart to the power of your Holy Spirit, the Virgin Mary was covered with your shadow and she conceived a most holy child <coughs> and he was called Son of God. Open our hearts this Christmas time to the presence of your Spirit working in us that we, we may rejoice in your favour and bring again the Christ child into our world through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Let's stand in the bleak middle. Bring a 
This next reading is from Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. Let us pray. Father, Jesus, your son, was of David's royal house and line, yet there was no room for him at the inn, and he was laid in a manger with the ox and ass as company. In our celebrations this Christmas, let us not forget the poor and the lonely, the homeless and those fleeing poverty, war and persecution, and in thought and deed, share our riches with them. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Stand and sing, hark, herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Oh, 
This next reading is from Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news, and that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and to see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Let us pray. Father, you sent angels to the shepherds as they watched their flocks by night, bringing them news of great joy, a saviour born to us, who is Christ the Lord. May we not be afraid to share with all whom we meet the good news of your salvation, peace and God's favour for everyone who hears it and ponders it in their heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. While well, shepherds watch their flocks by night. <coughs>
This next reading is from Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people of Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Let us pray. Father, the wise men saw the star as it rose and it filled them with delight and they came to pay the Christ child respect and homage, offering him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh from their treasures. May we follow your signs and wonders in our everyday world as they reveal the presence of Christ to us in those around us through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 We three kings of Orient are. <coughs> Oh, the 
couple of weeks ago, I was in the car and I uh, heard on the radio the, the Elvis Presley version of uh, I'll Have a Blue Christmas Without You. For those of you that like Elvis, it's a classic. And, you know, in many ways, Elvis's song brings to light a side of Christmas that's often forgotten. <coughs> the reality that not everyone's Christmas is a merry one. There are people for whom, for whom this time is one of sadness because of a sense of loss in their lives. <coughs> Maybe it becomes magnified during this time. There may be feelings of pain because of broken relationships, missed opportunities, hopes and dreams shattered, maybe worrying about what the future holds. So for us, we might well wonder, what should we make of Christmas? Even in the midst of grief and pain, fear and loss, Christmas still comes along, doesn't it? And some are going to put on a brave face, soldier on, stiff up a lip, try to make Christmas as normal as possible, and yet all the while still crying out inside, does anyone know how much I'm hurting? And it's for those and through those who are hurting that the real meaning of Christmas comes through. In fact, only a, a really sanitised reading of the Christmas story would lead anyone to think that Christmas is only about joy. Christmas is about real life. Christmas is all about God coming to us so that he can give us that real life. And when we realise that, we receive the comfort that we need that brings us the hope and the joy that we want to feel. And yet, one problem with all this is that sometimes we wonder, does God know my pain? Does he know what I'm feeling? Is he able to appreciate what I'm going through in my life? And all my problems. And you know, Christmas holds the answer to that as well. Yes, he does. In the person of Jesus Christ, the one who came to be Emmanuel, God with us. God himself entered into our world and became one with us by being one of us. In Jesus, God knows the hurt and the pain in our lives because he shared it, he experienced it. We not only have a sympathetic God who can say, I know what you're going through, but a God who knows our pain and grief, who has gone through those sufferings, who knows what we need to heal, broken, torn and wounded lives. So the Lord promises us comfort and hope this Christmas. This comfort is to be found in the great things that our God has promised to do, in what he's already done in and through Christ Jesus, and in what he still plans to bring about for his whole creation. This comfort will be given to all people in and through the coming of Jesus, in the person of the Son of God, the one who came as God with us. God revealed the full extent of his love for a world that was already lost, imperfect and broken. Through the forgiveness of sins, won by Christ's holy and perfect life, his innocent suffering and death and his glorious resurrection from death, 
God began the work of healing this world, bringing about its restoration and beginning the new creation of life for us all. In this hope that we have from our loving God, we can still have joy, even though we might feel less than joyful. In the hope that we have, we can still sing joy to the world. The Lord has come. Because our Lord Jesus, whose birth we commemorate, has indeed already come. We know that there is hope for us and for this world. We know that God is in control of all things and working all things together for the good of those who love him. We know that there is a new life waiting for us and the whole of creation. And this is all something to be joyful about. Because God has this new life in store for us, not only in the future, but even now. And all of this is wrapped up in God's greatest gift to the world, Jesus. What Christmas is all about. The one who lays in the manger, the one who hangs on the cross, the one who rises up from the grave, and the one who lives forever at God's right hand. And this is the one who still remains our Emmanuel, God with us. This is the one who's freed us from our sins and given us God's true <coughs> lasting life. This is the one who remains our comfort, our hope and our joy. It is on him that we place the hope of the whole of our lives. It is through him that we receive the peace that this world cannot give. And it is to him that we give our lives, knowing that he will lead and guide us through this life to the life that is yet to come. So tonight, we may be wondering if this will be a blue Christmas for us, just like Elvis. Each of us knows the hurt, the pain, the grief, the suffering that we may be going through. What each of us feels is real. No one can deny or convince us that it isn't so. Yet, even through our blue feelings, and they may be with us, they may be part of our Christmas, what needs to be even greater than our feelings is the sure and certain promises of our God that we receive today. God is our comfort who assures us that we are his and that we are loved by him. God is our hope who is with us to lead, to guide, to strengthen us through this life. And above all else, God is our joy who bears with us in our sadness and points us towards that day when all of his promises will be fulfilled and when we will be at last able to share in the unending joy that belongs to those who are children of God. And until that day, let's rest secure in the God who is indeed with us, even in the midst of sadness. And let's receive his tidings of comfort and joy. Now, Elvis may be having a blue Christmas, but you know, with Jesus, we never need to. Thanks be to Christ Jesus. Amen.
Sing away in a manger. from Matthew chapter 2. When the Magi had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and his vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping 
and a great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Let us pray. Father, shepherds and kings witnessed the birth of Jesus at Bethlehem and departed with good news for all people of goodwill. With each passing year, as we rejoice anew at the coming of Christ Jesus, may we deepen our understanding of the gift of your Son, who is your compassion and mercy, your grace and salvation. <coughs> your repeated offer of hope for the whole world, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Angels from the realms of glory. <coughs> Yeah. 
from John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, <clears throat> through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light, he came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. <coughs> Let us pray. <coughs> Father, from all eternity, your word is with you, and is you, and all that is came into being through your word. Yet, in the fullness of time, this same world became flesh, one like us, and lived among us, the glory of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. May we, once again this Christmas, come silently in wonder and awe as your life and light is given to us. Jesus the Lord, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing our final hymn, final carol, O come, all ye
love of the Lord Jesus draw us to himself. May the power of the Lord Jesus strengthen us in his service. And may the joy of the Lord Jesus fill our hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us forevermore. Amen. Amen.